Hey podcast, this is your host Joshua B. Kirkman doing a quick intro for an episode that was recorded in Brazil during the Itaquachiara Pro. This one was with Patrick Orr, a quick one on the sunset. Uh, it was a super interesting podcast. I really didn't know what to expect with Pat. He's a man of few words really as he cruises about his day. But uh, yeah, sat down and really dived into a bunch of things. Life on the big island, um, his kind of approach to bodyboarding, competitive and professionally, and also a, a super deep discussion at the end about, you know, losing a wave, which is like a crazy idea, but it's exactly what happened in uh, Hawaii recently. So we, we talk about that. It's super unique conversation. So enjoy this podcast. I really did. And Pat's a legend. So thanks a lot, Pat, for sitting down for a chat. Enjoy. Okay, another Laboogie podcast, another attempt at using the GoPro to record the podcast. It may cut out, but that's okay, and it just cut out. Oh. Here we go. And that's okay. And that's okay. <laughs> and we're back with the GoPro. The audience in the podcast world, though, has just heard that little technical difficulty. Patrick Orr. Josh. Thank you for joining me for this Laboogie podcast, a sunset podcast. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. No worries. Stoked. <laughs> no worries at all. Hey, is this your first ever podcast episode? First podcast episode for sure. Yeah, I never, I've never really done an interview where somebody sat me down and interviewed like a individual interview. So I remember one time I did one at my house by myself. Right. Talk just... about that because I started to laugh before. So what's this all about? Yeah, I just like got a message on Facebook one day. This guy's like, hey man, here's some questions. Uh, record yourself with these questions and then send them back to me. Yeah. Um, I think his name is like Chris or something like okay. that. Yeah, and uh, I did that and he posted it and I was like, oh wow, that actually happened. So This might have been uh, Lid Life. Exactly, Lid yeah, Life. Yeah, Chris Martin. Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Let's throw a couple of these his way. You. He's doing a great job. He's really reaching out and getting some stuff done. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Big shout out, big shout yeah, out. Big guy. Um, so how, was it awkward just to kind of record <laughs> your own answers to your, your own questions? Definitely, yeah. It was like, <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm just talking to myself in my phone yeah. and then listening to myself after was kind of interesting. But yeah. I was like, well, give it a go. You do it enough times, you get used to it though. Like with the with La Boogie, I, I like to go live as much as possible, uh -huh. you know, because I think it's cool to be in the moment with people. And um, Definitely. that's what this social media stuff's really awesome with. So. Um, when I go live, I kind of feel that awkwardness as well because I'm kind of like, but there is that little bit of feedback there. You do see the people joining, so you do actually know that there is someone out there listening. It's not just you, but exactly. it's a funny phenomenon to, to be selfie mode and just recording that kind of stuff. So it's I understand. Definitely. Um, have you, you've listened to a few of the podcasts, haven't you? Yeah, I listened to Tristan's. Um, that's about it, really. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought you were like a full-on listener. I just got my iPhone back. Yeah. Funny thing, oh, excuse me. you were talking about um, Instagram Live. I yeah. broke my waterproof phone trying to go on Instagram Live back, okay. back home. Like really? I, it was flat. I was longboarding and I was like, hey, I'm going to take my, my Android phone out there and then freaking the thing died. So All right. it didn't he has, work out. He's got a good enough reason for not having listened to every <laughs> single episode twice. Right. Um, so we're here in Brazil. You're actually, you, you qualified for the top 24 last year and that was, was that your second year of kind of having a crack on the qualifying series or kind of trying to get up into the main event stuff? Yeah, that was the second year cool. consistently going. Like 2018 was the 
or no, 2017 and 2018 was a yeah. full run, and then before that, I was I just did uh, Tahiti and Arika in 2016. Exactly. We've got the wind blowing the GoPro here. Yeah, so the wind picked up. Um, okay, so and you did Tahiti and Arika the year before. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So, how? What did you finish last year in the qualifying series? Sixth. Sixth. Yeah. Right. So six out of eight. Funny, cause like my whole life, I've always seems like the number six sticks with me. Oh, really? I like okay. That is, but happens that's cool Just interesting coincidence yeah not a bad number it's close enough to one yeah it's, it's good enough for me <laughs> it's not as bad as 99 or something like that <laughs> um okay so how did it feel to finally crack that you know like it i know what it felt like when i qualified uh -huh. back onto the tour and it was like it was cool it felt great how did it feel for you surreal you know mm. we we're like standing in portugal at that mm. bar um Zula, mm. yeah, that's right, and uh, everybody's there, and they're like, oh, Patrick or sixth, he made it, and I'm just like, oh, man, you know, and right Sick. in front of all my idols, my Sick. friends, you know, everybody like that, so it was just a great feeling, especially, like, going back home and then being like, yeah, mom and dad, I, I did what I said I was going to do, not, sure. you know, like, it's pretty you amazing. bumming around. Bit of bumming around, but also getting competition results. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's good to be, like, a like just a traveler you know go and uh, get into the culture and yeah. see what's happening that's sweet um what was your kind of best stop on the tour last year like what did you really enjoy um on that journey towards qualification i think i had the most like the highlight had to have been in like portugal for sure just surfing okay. Nazare, even though i didn't make it into the main event which right. you know i'm never really extremely bummed about it because you can't let it get get you too low yeah, you know? yeah. um that was like the most fun because we had firing waves pretty much the whole time and yeah. it was just the boys and going back and forth, you know, from Sick. Viana to Sintra and then, you know, all over the place. Good trip, huh? Yeah. That Sick. was a really nice um, leg too. I had a great time last year. Sick. I missed Sintra, but I did enjoy Vienna for the first time. And um, uh -huh. it's amazing. Um, Bodyboarding is quite strong in that country, right? Like it's kind of interesting. It's still has its strength there. Yeah, they're, they're really adamant about having contests and like mm. for the youth, you know, it's like they're, mm. all the legend bodyboard seems to like have gotten their share out of the, mm. you know, media and whatever mm. for themselves. So they're all about like helping the youth and stuff yeah. getting to the next level because that's what it seems like. Like, yeah. it's kind of what we're lacking in Hawaii. Like not quite, but like at the same time and in the USA, it mm. seems like bodyboarding is, uh, taking a different turn than other countries you mm. know it's always been hard in the u.s but um let's talk about home let's yeah. use that as an opportunity to go home sure. so where exactly is home home for me is uh hilo hawaii on the okay. big island it's Sweet. like on the northeast kind of kind of looks like a like a boomerang <laughs> like in, oh really there's like one point here one point there and then there's like two like wider okay. points on the island i live on the northeast side and okay. that's like that's home to me pretty much my whole life since I northeast was three yeah, I was born in San Diego, California. Okay, so you born on the mainland. Yeah, I moved to the Big Island in this one place called Keokaho when I was three years old. Okay. Just right onto the beach, pretty much. We, my parents rented a house. It's funny, I tell this to a lot of people and I'm like, I'm still on vacation because my parents <laughs> bought round trip tickets to go back to the mainland after. Yeah. And uh, they pretty much were like, no, we're just gonna stay here. My parents both got jobs just part-time and then so they, they've got a return ticket they never used basically never used, that's yeah. amazing so it's like i'm con i'm just like still on vacation at, you know <laughs> that's rad that's rad and and your parents are still on the island as well yeah they're yeah. still there they have a business there and my 
sister works with them, my brother goes to school. Cool. And yeah, that's pretty much home for me. Like, I'm quite the family man, I have to say. Like, I don't go out and party and stuff. Like, I, I have my fair share of hanging out with the boys, you yeah, know, yeah, but yeah. like, pretty much just working to get here. Yep. Because like last year I had a couple times where I was short on money and stuff yeah. and like I was pretty motivated after Pipeline, you know, zero dollars in my bank account. And I'm like, how am I gonna get to South America with this, you mm. know? And I just like got like three jobs right when I got home and I just was like, okay, I did that. And I just gotta stick with it and keep making money and stuff. Crazy. So, yeah, it's just like, stoked to be here, honestly, because I, at a couple months ago, I was like, oh man, I don't even know if I'm gonna make it. <laughs> But yeah, it's tough, man. And I think a lot of riders have the same challenges as you do with that. What um, what kind of jobs do you do when you're home? What, what, what were the three jobs you took on to, to get it? Okay, so one of them I don't have anymore. Okay. Sh shout out to Island Naturals um, on the Big Island. You guys are a great store. I worked in the back as a kitchen, as a cook. My, okay. sh my shift was 5.45 a.m. to uh, three every single, like four days out of the week, you know? Wow. And then that that got me my plane ticket here basically cool, cool. and i had i left because of family uh everybody's doing their own thing and i needed yeah. to be at the house more so uh then i work at a land surveying company um, okay. my boss dan berg and logan and and everybody over there jeff ross you guys are legends yeah. like they since 2016 i've had that job and um they he he understands how it is to be a surfer and yeah. follow your dreams you know they they always tell me at home they're like we're like living vicariously through you and i'm yeah. just like that's cool you know like i send them pictures and stuff Sick. and stoke and they basically let me work when i come home and mm. then let me go again when i come back so cool and what's the third job oh um i work at a restaurant called cafe pesto as, cafe a, pesto. as a bus boy it's the Honestly, the best restaurant we have in Hilo. One yeah. of them for sure. Cool. Everybody loves it. <laughs> yeah, it's shout out to you guys. <laughs> my, uh, all my managers are super cool, and Sick. I've learned a lot just like working in, as a busboy. You know, taking people's plates and yeah. stuff. How to like deal with people and whatever. Yeah. I'm stoked on it, man. It's very front line that job. Yeah. So, but what's interesting for you, you actually get the experience of being back in the kitchen making the food, and you've actually got the experience of dealing with the people on the other side who have enjoyed the food or not or you know whatever yeah, that looks like exactly but it's the best restaurant in Hilo so yeah. they're always enjoying the food so it goes without saying gotta um, get those foods yeah exactly but that's interesting so like you, you man you've been grinding to get here basically yeah and, and the sponsorships that you have who are your current sponsors got hardy shapes shout out <laughs> reflex wetsuits coco aloha surf miller's yeah. miller's surf on the west side of the big island cool my uh one of my uncles jerry he has a country builders hawaii okay um <clears throat> viper and gyro cool. they've been helping me all along mike and norm and everybody like they're legends cool um yeah honestly like i've kind of just pulled help with sponsors from like different aspects of life. Like, yeah, you know, sweet. Like, just meeting people and then talking with them and just mm. telling them what I'm all about, you know? Like I tell them I have jobs, I'm gonna go and do this. And then if you guys could just supply me with what I, what are the, necess the necessities for being yeah. at the beach, you know, sunscreen, boogie board, fins, yep. shirt, you know, hat. Oh, I have bombers eyewear, I forgot. Thank you Wally and everybody on the bombers team. Sweet. You guys are awesome. Yeah, like basically the necessities and then try to be minimal with that you know like yeah sure well it certainly helps doesn't it because like at the end of the day those things do cost money if you're gonna have to buy them yourself and yeah um and it kind of seems to be the case that there just there isn't a lot of money up for grabs from kind of sponsors these days so having a job is kind of part of the deal exactly yeah like 
I would love to make bodyboarding my job to the point where I'm traveling and then making money at every single event or this yeah. and that. But literally, you come here and then you spend your money to... Well, now that I'm in the top 24, it's great. That's my, it's my dream come true because, you know, I get to, like, be in the main event. And for the past two years, we've been doing trials and stuff. So. Exactly. And it gives you that, that one step closer to the money, to be honest, in these events. You know, not yeah. that there's a huge amount in it, but there's certainly that... You know, this year we've got prize money back to 24th. Uh -huh. So, you know, like it's actually Thanks pretty good. To you, well, you know, yeah, it was and hard everybody. fought. It was hard fought, yeah. but yeah, took a bit of convincing. Um, for sure. But yeah, for me, it was very much, uh, yeah, maybe people don't know this on the podcast, but I'm the writer's rep for the APB for the uh -huh. writers. And, you know, there's a lot of back and forth between us as riders amongst ourselves and also with the with the guys kind of administering the sport. But I think one thing that we managed to do this year so far and, um, was just to get a few decisions made that we yeah. all kind of had our arguments about and had our <laughs> kind of opinions about, which is cool, but yeah. we managed to get some things done. And, and one of those was to make a more equitable spread of prize money from first back to 24th, yeah. recognizing that it costs a lot of money to be here. So let's try and get some of that money back in the pockets yeah. of the guys at the tail end of the results. So not yeah. that you and I are going to finish 24th. No. <laughs> All right. We split that. There. All right. We can split first and second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so no, but it's really cool that you managed to rustle all that to rustle that up to get here. What has been? Um, I mean, you, this is kind of like your first year in the main event stuff, but like coming onto the tour in the last couple of years, like what was the most surprising thing to you that you learnt about this life? That, that you didn't know before you kind of got more involved with this professional bodyboarding stuff? Like, what was a surprise? Was there anything that surprised you? Uh, I wouldn't say it's really a surprise, but I learned right away that it's just experience over money most of the time, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we all pay our money to get here, yeah. but then we wouldn't have had the experience we had mm. while we're here if we didn't come to do bodyboarding. Like, yeah. And that, you know, that surprised me because then I go home and then I make all this money and I think, well, what if I just stayed here and sat on my money? And yeah. it's like, no, I'd rather go and experience the world even even if, you know, we don't have amazing waves right now, even yeah. like in Brazil, but we still get to go and chill with the locals in the yeah. town, in the house, you know, and it's really amazing. And that, that's what surprised me is that I, at first I was like, yeah, I'm going to go make some money and, you know, but then I was like, no, I'm going to go make experiences with people, like, even right now. <laughs> yeah, this is one. This is one. This is one. First Sunset. time. Sunset podcast. Yeah, sir. Um, so that's cool. That's cool. And has there been anything that's disappointed you about the, <laughs> the, this professional sport? You know, like, has there been anything like, damn, that kind of sucks? Um, well... I don't want to get too negative about don't, it, no. but like, I don't know if anybody knows this, but not a lot of, I don't think anybody got paid in Tahiti for the 2017 contest. Well. Something like that. You, you know, did pretty and, well there, didn't you? Yeah, I got equal fifth. That hurts. Or ninth, what did I get? I got ninth, yeah, sorry. But I lost to Mike Stewart. It's like inside. That's a good loss. Yeah, inside <laughs> bold chokes and I just kind of, you know that moment when it's like it's really surreal. You're like watching Mike, and you have priority, and he's just taking off without priority, and you're like, "Fuck, what did I just do?" You know? <laughs> <laughs> so stuff, stuff like that. Like uh, he, he hypnotized you, though. That's not fair. He must have cast a spell on you. He was just like, "Fucking Mike." 
Mike Damn Stewart, him. legend. Yeah, but it's a nice loss. Yeah, it was a good learning experience. It's like yeah. that's priority for you, and yeah. if you don't use it, that's what's gonna happen. So. Uh. Um, Okay, so some of the, the negativity has, like, not the negativity, but that, that is a setback, you know, to compete, to travel all that way, and yeah. then the prize money never to be paid. But it, it always comes back in a return, you know, in some way. Sure. Like, I'm not too bummed. Like, I got two of the best waves of my life in that yeah, contest. Totally. So it's like, I'm not too bummed at yeah. all, really. Like, Chopa's a special place as well, you know. Like, we're, like I've, I had the good fortune to compete there twice in... 2002 and 2003. Uh -huh. um, 2002 was quite small, but still super fun. Um, yeah. 2003 was more solid. It's when Kingy won the comp. Um, yeah. And I mean, that's some of the memories from that day are just like, <laughs> it's just crazy. Unreal. It's, just, it's unreal, yeah. Like, yeah. it's such an intense place. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Like... So much energy out there and so much, um, so much like, it's kind of like you're in a battle arena, right? Uh -huh. Everyone's in the channel in the boats and they're just like yelling at you when the sets come and you're like, ah, this set's <laughs> coming, I've got to do something. Yeah, for sure. It's pretty full on, huh? Yeah, like being out there, because as Mike told me where to sit, it was like, oh, line up with the boat and the mountain. And in your like, heat? Not in my heat. Okay, uh, I was going to say the with him. Before ours. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Uh, it was a different day. They oh, had okay, it on cool. different days and stuff. But like, yeah, just being out there, like Angelo Ferrari, Ferrari. Yeah. Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, but um, yeah, he caught a wave. He was the first guy to catch a wave in the heat, in my heat, and yeah. I was like, yeah, go for it. It's your wave, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the wave after came through and I got a good barrel, and I, both the waves I got, I was out there by myself. It felt like I was just in the biggest, deepest part of the ocean, just yeah. like sitting there like, all right, well, yeah. now there's boats and there's people and like, you come out of the barrel and everybody's cheering and stuff and i've never had that in my life like coming from a, the big island which is still a pretty small island for for an island or a place to live you know like of course you have your friends cheering you on but usually it's just you and yeah, sure. and your guys your friends still out there the waiting for a wave yeah. and you just you come out of the barrel and it's just your reaction you know yeah. so that was pretty surreal for me like i didn't realize that people would get so psyched off of just it another person getting a wave you it know is. like yeah totally because like I, if i get a wave like that at home i'm just like oh that happened all right and then yeah, time to sure, go to work sure, you know yeah. <laughs> less hooting yeah for sure that's funny that's funny hey yeah. I, I i think maybe it's getting too dark for the for the video element here so i reckon we need to relocate up to one sure. of the beach bars I'm down. let's try and keep recording as we relocate though because okay. i think that's just fun to try and achieve this as a podcast so uh, new things yeah new things you hold the phone because that's where all the action takes place don't walk away from me too quickly because we're connected by these microphones this is fun yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna just fill my little bag up here with all the other goodies that i carry around with me yeah yeah but the funny thing on that chopu question because yeah that experience it's interesting to, to to hear about that perspective of yours because i remember the same thing but my story's kind of funny there because I got one of my, you know, you get one of those big waves at Chopu and it's like, yeah. you're kind of surprised that you survived it, you know, like <laughs> yeah. it's kind of that kind of wave. So uh -huh. I had one of those big waves, which is just like, you know, oh my God, I'm paddling into this wave and I'm like committed to this now and it's freaking intense. And I remember just like hooking in and I'm like, whoa, you know, it's a big one. <laughs> and um, it's a big one. It's a big one. And I come flying out of it uh -huh. and and Kainoa was in the um, 
He was in the channel. McGee? Yeah, Kanoa McGee. That's epic. And he's <laughs> yelling, as Kanoa does, in those moments of like pure stoke. Uh-huh. So let's try and keep this going as we walk up. Yeah, so, so he's yelling and then, you know, I've, I've come out and there's been a bit of cheering. That's nice. So I've got that nice experience that you're talking <laughs> about. And then, um, and Connell goes, you should have hit that, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, fuck, you fucking hit it. You know, like it was a big wave at Chopu. It's like, who That's hits classic. the end bowl there on a big wave? You just kind of escape into the channel and just glad yeah. you survived, you know? Yeah. But um, no, nah, it was a funny memory to have him yelling at me as I came out of that barrel. So, <laughs> no, nah, a really good memory. That's classic. He actually very nearly won that event. He came second yeah. that year. Yeah. That's perfect. No, nah, it was really cool. Wow. Um, so we actually, how, how's the way we spun that, that oh, negative, big spider. that negative experience into positive Chopu talk, <laughs> which is really fun. Got but, it. Um, I'll go with the positivity. Exactly. Always. That's my thing. Exactly. Peace, love, positivity. Exactly. So one of the other things that you do, and, and I want to, I think I've already harassed you about adding this <laughs> into the end of this podcast episode is you like to make music. Yeah. <laughs> What's that all about? Basically. The thought came from, I see all my, all right, the first initial thing was like, all right, every time I post something on Instagram, they try to take my video down because it's not my music, you know? Ah, uh, sure. So I was like, okay, I'm just, I've got GarageBand on my iPad. I was like, I'm just going to go mess around and try to make some stuff. Yeah, so right. I actually started like a year ago to this date and like, I kind of did some research and dug deeper about my friends who were into music as well. And Should we go past the trash can here? Oh, yeah. So yeah, so you did some research with your musical friends. Just trying to see who's making music, you know, like. Yeah. Oh, car. oh cars. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Just dodging traffic and podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. So you did a bit of research. Did some research on my friends and noticed they're all using YouTube beats. YouTube Take, beats? Yeah, like people put up instrumentals on YouTube and you can go and you can download it and put make a song out of it. So and they're just welcoming that, like that's like a free service yeah. that people are doing exactly wow some, i'm learning things now yeah this is great so producers some producers don't like it and oh. um but some don't care okay Same cool hey i'm not there hey yeah brother just doing a podcast yeah doing cool man podcast yes sir yeah you're in it you're in the podcast now all right we're gonna sit down and have a little drink here should we get a little bit of light how about this this yeah, table yeah. looks pretty good eh? definitely so you grab that chair I'll grab this one and we will see if we can seamlessly transition Definitely. the podcast to a nice little beach bar. I forget the name of this one. I don't even know. It's a cool one. They do uh, not a bad sandwich or hamburger here. Uh-huh. So let's just start. So yeah, I pretty much just really enjoy making music for my friends. Yeah. Um, one, of, one of the guys, Dr. Timmons, based. I've known him since like middle school. I didn't know his passion for music until recently and um, it's been really nice working with him and a few other people. And a lot of people have been using my uh, beats for their Instagram videos too, which is cool. Like I send it to like Jacob Romero, shout out to Jacob, you the man. And uh, yeah, that's where I've just pretty much started. And that's Sick. where I'm kind of trying to take it, give people music and then hopefully get a Rad. return in future you know like Rad. i don't expect money out of it right off the bat but no like, but it's a good thing to do i mean i do the podcast for free like you yeah. know that's that's i've only just started to kind of talk to people I, I did a little live today just kind of saying that i'm just going to do the donate button if people want to donate to it yeah 
thanks. Exactly. That's nice. Whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, that's where it's at for me. Um, I think it's good if people feel like paying for something. Yeah. Like, I think it's cool. It's like, okay, you feel like paying for it. Pay, yeah, great. If you want to pay for it, pay for it. Exactly. Um, so that's cool. But were you a musical guy, like, originally? Or did it really just come out of that necessity of you're just getting sick of people pulling, like, Instagram uh, saying you've stolen this music? That, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so I've always listened to music my entire life. Like, yeah. I grew up with my parents, classic rock. Yeah. More heavier rock, you yeah, know, sure. old school stuff with Bob Marley. Sick. Some, like, jazz music and classical. My dad was really about the classical music. Like, okay. We would hate on it, too, me and my siblings. We would be in the hate car them. on the way to school, and they'd be like, my dad's like, no, we're listening to this, like, NPR. I don't know if you've ever heard of NPR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We listened to that a lot <laughs> growing up. <laughs> I, I listened to NPR podcast, a few podcasts by NPR, but not the classical music station. But I'm probably going to start following it now. As yeah, a result. man. So that is what I grew up on. All sorts of stuff. Pretty, Sick. pretty broad spectrum. Oh, that's rad. And then I would always go to like my friends' houses, and they have older brothers, older siblings, and stuff. Yeah. And um, I would give them my iPod and be like, "Can you please download some of your music onto here? Yeah, sure. I need some new stuff. I kind of listen to my dad's old CDs all the time. Sweet. And then from there, I just learned about all this different rap artists, different, you know, like dubstep, all this Sick. awesome music that's out there. And then from yeah. there, I knew what good music would, I'm not like, I'm not a professional music player, but I could, I knew the sound for like good music, yeah. you know, and I was like, all right, if I can make a beat that has similar effects and people are like, oh, this is cool. Like I would show it, I didn't put anything out for like half a year because yeah. I was just like focused on trying to get people's attention and like yeah. ask them, hey, how is this sound and stuff. And after a while, me and my friends would play something around people and then they'd be like, whoa, did yeah. you make this? And then I'd be like, yeah. So just getting people's reactions off of it and then that's what get, built, built my confidence to be like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll ask this artist if yeah. they want a beat or you know, ask this person if they want to use it in their video. And yeah. Ever since then, it's been like a positive uphill from there. That's great. Like, yeah. So you've been really up for getting the feedback along the way. Exactly, like one time I posted something on a Instagram comment, just an Instagram comment like, hey guys, go check out my uh, yeah. music and my SoundCloud, uh, would appreciate some feedback, just to a random page, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one guy sends back a emoji, you know, the guy throwing trash in the trash bin. Oh, fuck off. No, yeah, and that, I was like, Immediately, I kind of was like, no, I asked for feedback. It's not like I asked for a certain type of feedback. I was just like, sure. hey, this is what's up. And I just liked the comment and said, thanks for listening, man, you know, <laughs> with a shaka emoji. <laughs> you know, like, I wasn't going to get... You're a nice guy. I wasn't, I wasn't about to ruin my day over asking for, you know, feedback. So, like, that's where I've, that's pretty much how I've taken it. Like, don't Sick. take it personally. Yeah. Oh, that's one thing I've, that surprised me about, um, you know, this contest stuff, like, you cannot take any of it personally. Yeah. At all. Totally. Like, on the beach, like, yeah, we're all friends and yeah. stuff. But then, like, you get into the water and you gotta be like, all right, well, they're my friend, but at the same time, we're here for the same Sounds reason. Like ladies ass, though. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, every yeah. day, or when we're all hanging out together, you're like, and I'm gonna be the winner. Yeah. You know? It's just, like, that kind of stuff. That's it. You, you won't be it if you don't believe it. Exactly. Mm. And, you know, there are some, um, yeah, look, it's definitely a psychological game as much as it is a physical one and an mm -hmm. ability one because the best riders don't always win comps. So yep. um, it's an interesting approach. But yeah, and I agree with you. We, you know, this tour, it is a lot nicer than when I first um, yeah. did the tour back in the day because I just find that there's a lot more, everybody is a lot more, not that people were unfriendly back then, but there was more kind of, there's a bit more separation between different 
yeah. camps, you could say. True. Whereas now it's a bit more kind of open and everyone's like, yeah, cool, let's just go surfing and exactly. have fun and stuff. But that bodyboarding's too small to have really serious rivalries that are really damaging or negative. So yeah, that was a really positive thing. Um, cool. We've just got through the music career, and that's great. I'm gonna <laughs> chuck in. You're gonna you're gonna supply a little. Uh, did I manage to convince you that you're gonna oh, like? Guaranteed. We can embed one in the end so people can check it out. We'll yeah. have some links in the show notes to um, Pat's uh, SoundCloud. Right? You do this on? Yeah, SoundCloud. Is um, it just your name on SoundCloud, or do you have like a DJ it's name? It's Prod by Pat. Like, Prod by Pat. Yeah, just a cool. simple thing like that with cool. my name. Yep. Got a bodyboarding photo on the front. There you Easy go. Easy to find for sure. Check it out. Yeah. Um, but you'll listen to some at the end of the podcast. Um, so let's get back to the Big Island again. Like you and I were talking last year, I think when we were hanging out somewhere, and I learned that you you're not only like working three jobs, making your own music, obviously bodyboarding as much as possible, um, but you also plant fruit trees and stuff. Or like, so what's that all about? To, like, tell the the listener, the viewer, what what exactly are you working on back there? All right. So when we moved here, or moved here, this feels like home. Like, <laughs> when I moved to the Big Island with the fam- with family, we uh, around 10 years old, my parents bought seven acres of property, mm-hmm. just completely barren. And ever since then, we've planted, yeah. like, I've just been in the yard with my dad, like, just planting trees, helping build things, helping, like, deconstruct things, just, yeah. like, all that. So, like, from that, that kind of, like, growing up, now me and my, even my sister and brother, Carolyn and Micah, are helping my dad like plant all sorts of trees like they yeah. all go out like randomly and just buy a tree like I don't know if you ever heard of a soursop or like a graviola that's I've one heard of, of graviola yeah, yeah. okay right. what about mangosteen I have heard of that too yeah mangosteen is like my favorite fruit I've it's heard like, this it's, yeah it's like kind of a crusty outside and you break yeah. it open and see this white like kind of gelatin stuff yeah but yeah like we just planted those before I left so I get to see when they come back but we have like all sorts of stuff like palm trees, so much fruit trees, papaya, there's so much, you know, we don't sell it. You don't sell it? No, no. Is that a plan in the future once you really build it up with so much variety? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because you start to flog it off. Made the connection to Island Naturals, so maybe I'll go there. I've already sold a few things, you know, before I, when I didn't have it, I was working at Pizza Hut only. Yeah, I was actually at a farmer's market every Tuesday selling fruit. Like, yeah, right. On the side of the road with all like Sick. the Filipinos and like yeah. all the different people that live in Hawaii, just Sick. farmers basically. Sick. Um, selling whatever I found in my yard. Like I found out that breadfruit is a pretty like ulu. Dave Hubbard's all about the ulu. He loves know? it. And, yeah. And we have a humongous ulu tree. Got to top it actually so it doesn't get too big because yeah, they right. kind of fall and they go splat when they. Land. Oh yeah, right. Okay. So, so the gravity, you don't want them to reach like um. <laughs> What's the term? Terminal velocity. You don't want it to reach terminal velocity. You need it to not, what is it, 9.8 meters per second That's per second, yeah. yeah. Um, don't reach terminal velocity, so you gotta keep it low. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, what's the, um, and that was a surprise, people were actually really keen to buy the breadfruit. Yeah, they were like, oh, $5 a pound, and each breadfruit is like more than a pound usually, so I was made a decent amount of money on one season. Sick. Like, we have star fruit too. Star fruit? Yeah, love Rad. star fruit. Really juicy, great Rad. all sorts of stuff, juices. And cool. But yeah, like for me, that it's like a peaceful thing, you know, it's like therapy. Me and my friend Wyatt at home talk about yeah. it. He's a custodian at a school and he does a lot of yard work. Yeah. So I was also doing yard work as another job, but like, how many jobs have you done, too? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, a bunch. But like, yeah, you go out in the yard, you put on your music, and then you just 
have at it. You, you get to do what you want with the land, and then you just like, like I do the yard at my house all the time, mow, weed eat, all like helping pick up all these dead plants and branches and stuff. So like, yeah, I've just kind of been involved in like helping out in the yard and plants and stuff like that. Sick. Pineapples, we have a lot of pineapples. <laughs> Sounds like the Garden of Eden, dude. Um, I love my I think home. it's rad, and, and like if you could, um, if you could, just in the background everyone, you can see the, that's two of the three amigos uh, just heading off to dinner. Gonna join them in a second. Yeah. Um, if you could, if you could actually make enough money off this fruit and vegetable <laughs> lifestyle, uh -huh. would you just do that? No. Uh, no? Interesting. What would you do? I would still do what I'm doing now. Okay. Yeah. Like... Oh, sorry, sorry. Let me rephrase it. Wow, the wind's picking up. Maybe we will have surf tomorrow. This yeah. is like a good sign. That's right? what Joao was saying. Oh, okay, sweet. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been flat for days. Um, you'd still be bodyboarding, of course. Uh -huh. But, you know, working the three jobs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Would you still do all that? Or would you just like go, okay, I'm just going to grow fruit and oh, sell it? If I could support myself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, sure. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. it's like I could be at home all day and have my own schedule. Yeah, yeah. if I could be my own boss with selling farmed fruit organic farm fruit from our farm, I would, yeah, yeah, for sure. So how far away is it, you, do you think, the land until it's ready to kind of potentially provide that outcome for you if you wanted to really dig in? <laughs> so there's a funny term I always hear, or like a quote, it's like, the time to plant the tree is 20 years ago. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's where we're at right now. We're um, really... That's a really good line. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it takes time, you know? It's not yeah. like the tree's just gonna grow overnight. And nah. then, yeah, like I, I've started a lot of stuff from seeds, so it's still getting to a point where it's gonna have fruit in like five years. But, Heavy. you know, I'm not in a rush. Like my, my friends, they have like mahogany trees, oak trees, like all these hardwood trees. And they're gonna take 30 plus years, but at the end, they're gonna make like $20,000 a tree, you know? Mm. And they have hundreds of trees. So it's just like, that's Crazy. another, it's just, there's so much stuff you can do with your With your, with your land time. and stuff and yeah, time, yeah. yeah. Like, cause it all takes time. And Interesting um, typical sound at this time of night in Brazil oh, yeah. is the dog fight. Yeah. Um, how does that kind of, um, do you feel like you have like a long view of time? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not in a rush for anything. Like, uh, I know there's a sense of urgency. Like, yeah, you can miss an opportunity or this mm. and that. So you, could all, you should always be on it and aware of what's mm. happening around you. But then, like, at the same time, I'm not trying to rush anything. Like, you know, we... I just watched this thing last night from the Laura in the house in the house at Itaka House, and it's like the thing with wear sunscreen. You know, I don't know if anybody's seen that video, but that was the first time seeing it. And it's just like it doesn't matter if you're this age, where you're at, here and there. Just take your own road, road, and just go with that. You just mm. gotta believe in yourself. Like I didn't believe that I could in eight months of producing music, I, me and my friends would have an entire album out. I didn't know that would happen. You know, mm. I didn't think that I would even be in the top 24. Mm. Like, not that I didn't believe in, in the fact, but who, who could have known? Like, mm. I just, that's the thing, like, I'm, I'm not trying to rush it, you know, mm. like. You seem like um, a guy, you seem like a guy that's um, had, so you're not rushing it, but you seem to be getting there. Like, you know, it's interesting, right? Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I've always thought about it in my life. Like, huh, it just, speak it into existence. That's the biggest, that's one of the things. Like, I, I watch a lot of interviews with my favorite artists, my favorite boogie boarders, yeah. people that I look up to, like actors and whatnot. And a lot of them are really adamant about just being 
confident in your ability and just being aware of the, the strengths and weaknesses you have mm. and then just go out and do it like go and talk to that person go mm. and say hello mm. you know all this stuff just like you can like you said i'm gonna win the contest i don't believe that you couldn't win the contest you know Thanks, Pat. like that's the thing like it's all possible and that's what like i tell a lot of the people at home who say like oh they're stuck in this or mm. like the struggle and i'm like yeah we all have the struggle you know mm. but like you really just gotta get up and do something about it if you want to get to a place mm. is this is this like because i wanted to dive into the culture on the big island a little bit yeah. here and i feel like we're sure. getting into that a little bit like so like are you out are you a rare are you a bit of a unicorn on the big island of you know, you got this positivity. Yeah, you know, like a rare mythical beast that, you know, you don't see very often. Definitely keep I'm, to myself. Yeah, but are people more getting dragged down by the by the stresses of the world and the like the struggle, like, oh, the whole world's against me and how okay. can I do anything big? Like, are there a lot of people kind of suffering this on the big island as well? I would say that it's like, I used to surround myself with people who would always talk about like their downs and stuff like that. But yeah. like, um, I see it every day, like more and more. Like I, I work on the storefront of Hilo. Like we have one street that goes down the front of Hilo. And yeah. It's called Kamehameha Avenue. And there's just like more and more homeless people, more yeah. and more people asking for money. You know, like, I don't know if they're being flown in from other, the mainland, like other yeah, states. Yeah, yeah, Because it's, it's warm there all year long. I've heard about this phenomenon. Is it actually like, a thing? Is it a real that, thing? I think that it is a real thing. Yeah, like people, I've heard this. Like the, the psych wards, the yeah. hospitals, you know, like the detainment facilities or yeah. whatever. Or even just like family members like be like, hey, like you can live here all year round, like because every other places get cold in the winter. You can be homeless stuff. all year in Hawaii. It's okay. Yeah, mm. and kind of like the way we are in Hawaii, people take care of people. Yeah. You know? So they can like, yeah, there's fruit trees everywhere. People can go to the gas station and get like five dollars in a day and just buy. Like people are people are helpful to people around mm. the island. You know, like we all pretty much try to look after each other yeah because mm. it's a small place like mm. I thought of this the other day like I'm not nice um, or what is it what was it I was like I'm not a nice person because I'm not it's not that I'm gonna see you every single day it's because I'm gonna see me every day you know I'm not gonna like I have to deal with that that's my reality at home like a lot of people live on big continents and they might just be like oh that guy you know mm. but then in the reality it's like you're gonna have to live with that what you did you know mm. and um, I see people every single day when I'm driving like you got to think about other people in this life especially on a small island even like other people have smaller islands where they're from you know mm. you could be driving like you're driving on the same roads you're mm. going to the same stores you're going this mm. and that like you you could just like your best friend's house could be next to your grandma's mm. house or something like that you mm. know stuff like that we're all really connected there and um yeah that's what i've noticed i've been kind of in the middle of like like i've been in the real like hood you know yeah places in hawaii and then i've also been in the real rich places mm. so it's like i've kind of, my whole life i've kind of been in the middle and i've got the perspective of both yeah and i've used that to my advantage to the point where it's like okay i've been there don't want to do that i've been to the rich you know snobby whatever yeah. I'm, I'm not quite about that either I, i'm just kind of i'm gonna do my <laughs> i'm gonna do my thing planting my fruits making my music and just traveling the world like even i was talking to my friends uh 
I was like, even if there was no APV, I would still make sure that I go and do a trip yeah. and, and document it. It might be even a little bit like of a movie sort of thing too, yeah. you know, like make a short film. Well, you guys place. last year, um, you even did, you started to do that, right? The, the Hawaiian boys, you had your little crew last yeah. year, right? Yeah. I saw you Zinikike. And you're yeah. doing clips the whole way around. Exactly. We, yeah. We would surf for 30 minutes. Yeah. Next person comes in. I know, in it was like films. a full rotation at the beach. We had a rotation. <laughs> you know, there's always the frustrations too, and the waves are sick. Like, you're the first person that has to sit on the beach. And Man. Then, so, like, sometimes I just take that one for the team. Like, you know, we really need footage. Okay, I'll just sit here for 30 minutes, and then you come in. and just, I, you I'd rather be the first guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't have to worry about having to go in. Exactly. So, yeah, like, in Iquique, was a great experience. We all freaking had an amazing time. Me and Sammy are really looking forward to going back there. Me too, I'm really looking yeah. forward to that place. I man. love that wave, Kalehio though, right? Man, just... there's so many waves there. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm it's psyched. like, it's gonna be so good. Yeah. Um, oh shit, we covered a lot of good things. What else did I want to talk about? I wanted to make, what did I want to talk about? Well, the funny thing you are saying about, like you've seen the rich people in uh -huh. Hawaii and you kind of weren't that into that, but like a lot of those rich people lost their homes recently oh, this time last year right like that was a pretty big deal yeah. did it mostly hit the rich homes or was it kind of it, it kind actually of a, took out everyone a though? mixture yeah like you know in in hawaii you can buy a pretty cheap lot like an yeah. acre maybe two acres three yeah. acres whatever size we have like giant like as a land surveyor i'm lucky to go oh, yeah. around and like I, I survey the entire island pretty much so Just like say gopro's yeah. died on us again let's see if we can get that guy fired up before we continue Oh, we run out of battery. Oh no, here it comes. Nice. Ah, it full isn't. SD card. Uh -huh. Okay, that's gonna be the end of the video content, but that's all right. Yeah. Continue with the audio. Yeah, so, so driving around as the land surveyor. Yeah, basically I've, you can see like a pretty gnarly looking house. Like there's just upside down cars everywhere. Flipped yeah. over, looks like stuff was stolen and yeah, like yeah, yeah. just hoarding and whatnot. But then right next to that house could be like a mansion. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of, everything's kind of mixed. So like yeah. where, where, at where the lava hit, it hit this place, Leilani States. And yeah. Like the fissures opened up on the road and like, it's trippy. Cause like my friend, Ryan Foley, shout out Ryan and your family. Oh, you guys are yes, awesome. Yes. <laughs> if they listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, um, lived two houses away from where the fissure was. Their house survived luckily. No but like way. they were like just a street up, you know, like up two properties away. And um, that That's was amazing. Crazy. And they saw everything. Their, their entire yard died. Every, all the trees died, everything. And I was there recently before I came here and um, it's all green again. But like we went down and looked at all of the stuff. There's like, like we, my house is not an average house. It's like a like a bomb shelter, basically. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's no video. Yeah, anymore. yeah. It's unfortunate, but describe it with your words. It's like an arch. It's like a bunch of metal arches bolted uh -huh. together, like across like 150 feet. So kind of like an air, aeroplane hangar. Exactly. It's like yeah, a hangar. And my parents built that out, and it can withstand like hurricanes. Okay, but there's like my house. And your parents I, sound like the coolest people on planet Earth. Right I love now, my parents. Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> um. But like I saw my house covered in lava down in the freaking like the same type of house covered in lava, and I was just like, "Holy crap!" Like, it's like our house would have survived. That's crazy. <laughs> like it just went over the freaking. Could you imagine how cool your house would be if it actually had a lava coating? That'd be gnarly. That'd be so cool. <laughs> it'd be cold. It'd be nice and insulated. Yeah, it'd be so insulated. <laughs> yeah, man. But so these and is the laws in um, in Hawaii when it comes to like lava eruptions there's absolutely no interference with that lava right 
Mm, what do you mean? Like there's no, like, there's no, hey, we're gonna try and divert the flow oh. by putting some concrete blocks up here or whatever. Or, I heard there's some kind of law where basically if your home is in the pathway, yeah, that's just life. I think that exactly. Yeah. I think that's what it is. And like, that's pretty nuts, man. I'm not sure. How, I'm not sure how it works with insurance, but yeah, sure. I think that lava isn't covered, but Ooh. only fire. So you had to claim like fire. Ah, okay. So as long as your house is called fire as well, you kind of can still get covered. Yeah, something like that. Interesting. There's a lot of interesting things like that. It's um, funny that the lava is probably classified as like an act of God, right? So like you're not allowed to um, claim yeah. that, but like. It is actually, is the lava a goddess? What was a the Pele. name? Yeah, Pele, the lava goddess. Yeah, she, it's yeah, a she. That's a like, she, yeah. Yeah, she's like the one that's created life. <laughs> yeah. Basically, because that's the start, you know, like you have the lava and then you got moss. And then from the moss, then you start having other plants. Crazy. Like just rain. Over time, things just kind of accumulate, you know, like. We, they come back, huh? Yeah, we. Exactly, they come back and we, we walk on the new lava flows from like the eight, like it's not even new, but it's pretty new from the 80s and stuff like that. I think it's the 80s. Mm -hmm. But where there is now, there's just like ferns and just moss. It's only starting now to come back. So that's like 30 years. Yeah, pretty much. And, and what about the last year's lava flow? Like there's nothing on that yet or is there starting to be no. little things? There's nothing really. Nothing. I've walked on it, it's like pretty sketchy. Oh I was yeah? In flip flops with my friend Ryan and um, it was like cracking and breaking Ooh. and then we were only like 20 feet onto the lava and I look at my friend I'm like, nah, <laughs> let's not go over there. Okay, you know? all right. It's pretty flimsy. Because you might, you might crack through into like a little yeah. flow still or something like that or, or not? Nah, you could definitely fall into a, a big tube or something like oh. you don't know what you're walking under. You yeah. could just crack and you can just fall, fall. in or oh. even if it's just a small little thing like you could get a pretty major cut. My coworkers have like cuts all over them from like tripping on the lava. Uh -huh. so. Not yeah, it's pretty sharp and yeah, unfragile. And also like, it's there's no saying that it might not erupt again. You know, like it could happen again. Well, I mean, jeez, the, the images from that eruption are just astounding. <laughs> Crazy. You know? I was in South America last yeah, exactly. year. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. funny thing, like it's not funny, but like I had a weird experience with the whole lava flow. Though we were surveying a 10-acre property where it got pretty much covered in the mm -hmm. flow the day that it happened, and mm -hmm. we were just like sketching our buildings and just like going around doing our thing and the whole time there was just like earthquakes all over the place just like earthquake every 10 minutes and just like a big one and then like a small one you know and and then we were kind of like thinking oh wow it's pretty active right now like me and my boss was like i hope that it doesn't erupt and we might not be at work tomorrow but like i was leaving in a couple of days for south america but i get home that afternoon and the fissures just started going off and I was just like, wow, that's pretty trippy. I was just like one of the last people to ever go over there and like do that. And now my bot, it went from yeah, the, the top of the fissure all the way to the bottom. It took out one of the most beautiful places called Champagne Ponds. It was just like a big bay, many, many tide pools, great fishing place and just yeah. like beautiful houses right on the beach with just like their own personal lava pond and stuff. And it's all gone. Like my boss's house got taken out. And it's, it's sad to see for sure. Like just all the, like, ah, I knew I, I forgot, but I really wanted to talk about this wave called dead trees that we had. Yeah. Like that was one of the best ways, dead trees, secrets, like bowls, the whole area. It, it The lava literally ended right at the end of the reef of dead trees. Like if it, if it had stopped like another 30 feet, we could have still possibly had the wave. You know? Oh, so the wave is gone. It's pretty much gone. There's just the end bowl, which is like, you pull out before the end bowl, cause then you're like, I wanna get back for the yeah, better yeah, wave, yeah, better yeah. bowl. 
But yeah, that's gone, so that's weird. I haven't that's been, heavy. Yeah, I haven't um, been down to the beach in a year since that happened. So like, I've, I've still tried to come to terms with it. Me and my friends talk about it, and we're just like, yeah, we're so grateful for these waves that we have still. Like, we have one like at the mill that we can surf every day. It's a nice barrel, but like, we st it still is just a weird feeling knowing you never surf again. Like, I have dreams about surfing it. Like, that's and then heavy. I wake up and I'm just like. Mike was telling me a bit about, maybe he was telling me about this wave because he was showing me the progress of the lava flow and he goes, man, this man. wave's probably going to go, this <laughs> wave's probably going to go. And he was tripping, he was just like, shit, you know, like this is a wave, this is an important wave. I mean, it's going to be gone, like it's going to be gone. And yeah. Like, it was hard for him at the time. I remember talking to him in Chile, I think we were. And um, yeah, it's just a, it's, it's quite an interesting phenomenon. Like not many people get to experience that yeah. loss. It's weird. Like I was talking to- uh, big loss. George and Wingus about um, how every summer or every winter, yeah, Mandora Wedge gets disappears, and they were like, "Yeah, it's gone," and I'm like, "What happened to it?" You know? And they're like, "Oh, the bank's gone," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, good. You guys still have your wave." You yeah. know? And then I thought about it, and I was like, "Maybe I'm like one of, like, from the Big Island. Like, we're one of the only people that have lost an actual wave from lava." Because it's oh, happened. Oh yeah, it, from lava, maybe for sure. I think. Yeah. Like, like I imagine. Yeah. I'm sure it's happened other places, like. Like a company just messed up the beach. Exactly. I was gonna say. I think that's the case. Like with development, that like maybe they build a seawall and it's all over. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think with this phenomenon of lava. Yeah. It might even be one of these really. Like I mean, how do you describe that feeling that you have? That loss. It doesn't feel like it's real. Yeah. Nah, it's definitely real. Uh, but are you angry about it? I'm not even angry. I'm more of just like. I go to sleep every day thanking God, you know, I'm just like, thank you God for another day. And I just think about all those days that I went down there every single day. Like yeah. for some reason, I didn't know it was going to be gone, but for some reason I was like, I need to surf this as much as I can now. Because yeah, right. who knows, like, yeah. I don't know what could happen the next day. Yeah, so yeah. like, that's why I would always like, I basically quit school to follow my dream, to be on the tour. Yeah. Like I was studying to be a nurse and like I was skipping all my classes to go and surf this wave, dead trees. Yeah. Which arguably like to me is like a mini chopes with a step. Sick. Like at, I'm not trying to be like, yeah, we have a mini chopes, but like that's what it was like. That's it was like, such a sick wave, you know? And the other one, Secrets, it was like it would come off the rocks, bounce off the lava rocks on the outside and then it would just like wedge into like a bowl and then another bowl Sick. called S Bowl from my friend Steven. And like, yeah, it's just a weird feeling. I, I cried. Yeah, about, yeah. You know, like I, I got home from Chile and I, I just thought about it and I just, I freaking lost it, you know, mm. like, cause it, it's like losing something that you can never really explain the feeling for, you know, yeah. like, like, yeah, we have no waves here, but there's going to be waves here, mm. like in Brazil, but like, uh, it's, it's undescribable, man. I think you did a good job though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a sad but happy feeling knowing that you did definitely get to score it with all your friends and now you get to talk about it. Like there's another wave called Drain Pipes that was, got destroyed from lava and it's like arguably, they said it's arguably the best wave in the state and, that, and it's gone. So now we have these other waves gone and it's like, ah, uh, well. Ha has it resulted in any new waves? Lava also creates as well as destroys, right? I, I would hope so. Um, you haven't explored yet to find out. I haven't explored, yeah. Like, okay. a lot of people have gone by boats and looked and stuff, like, but yeah. I feel like the lava is just so, it goes to a certain point and then it's just so deep right there. So it just cuts off. Yeah, like we have, some, we've had definitely a new beach, you know, we have okay. an amazing beach now, like down at Pohuiki Beach Park where uh, the dead trees wave was right yeah. at. It's like a boat harbor and stuff. 
it created a lot of sand all the way down to the other third bay, like which was before it was just like, this, I think there's still coconut trees and stuff there, okay. but like now it's just an entire black sand beach that was yeah, created. Right. And there's a couple more too, where it first entered a little bit further down from the bay or yeah. from the beach park. And then like now it, now there's a beach over there too and stuff. And yeah, right. Yeah, it's just like awesome to see that there's like beaches created and stuff. Yeah, Trump. Yeah, Tristan. But it's never gonna be the same. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Ah, it's really interesting. Well, let's. It's it's a sad, but there's something really nice about the, talking about this loss. I feel like we've just celebrated a a, a lost loved one. Yeah. You know, like uh, it's nice to to see you remember it so fondly. I mean, I'd be devastated if I lost, uh, you know, like I my, my local beach where I grew up and learned to bodyboard is Tunkari Beach. Uh -huh. And I mean, if that vanished one day, for some, like that would be the weirdest experience. Like, I don't know, I'd be in the same boat as you, but like, you know, this is my beach. Like, I can't, I have this funny thing with my beach where I obviously don't live there so much now. So when I visit, it's, it's very rare that I get to surf it anymore. Um, but I can never walk to the beach. Uh -huh. Like, so the, where you park your car, there's the track. Yeah, I always have to run that track. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see what's happening on the other side. So it's this, like, yeah. weird thing where, like, when I'm, I'm, if I'm going there with people who don't really understand me <laughs> or whatever, I just, like, I keep, start to run. I'm like, I'm just going to run ahead, you know, because I have to run to see what's happening. There's that anticipation. It's just too much to walk. I understand. And, um, I would be at a complete loss as if that wave and that beach was just gone. I hope it's there for the rest of your life. Man. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> for me too. sure. Um, well, this is. Um, we kind of had the same same thing for yeah. us. You know, we, we would. There's this one road, Mango Road, that you yeah. drive mango trees, and it's just like kind of a windy road. Yeah. And you're like driving down with your friends, and you're like kind of trying to go a little bit faster, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you don't yeah. want to go faster because <laughs> it's kind of a windy, yeah, interesting yeah. road. But like. Yeah, your the excitement is there, and it's like the same kind of vibe. Like I, I didn't grow up there. I'm not gonna claim that I'm like a local. It's kind of south away from my house, but yeah. like, yeah, like getting down there and just like my friend's mom had a bodyboarding or a, a body. They had a TV screen in their minivan. Okay. And we would put on bodyboarding films the entire way there. Sick. So like we kind of suck. We would always put on like the certain song, you know, in the bodyboarding film to get psyched or like just stuff Rad. like that. And yeah, it was oh, really cool. So cool. That's and like, so cool. I have to say thanks to all the guys that, you know, brought me down there all the time. Like they know who they are if they listen to this, but like it wouldn't be the same if I didn't get to surf with them every mm -hmm. single day. They showed me everything about all these waves, tides, locations, yeah. swell, everything. And like, yeah, it's really cool that they brought me down. Cause like my first time surfing dead trees was like only seven years ago, you know, yeah. eight years ago. And, uh, yeah, it was a really great time for the first, you know, like I had, it would, it would be the same feeling of being out at Chopes for the first time because yeah. I heard so much about this wave and it's yeah. it like I, I have these expectations and stuff and I get out there for the first time and I'm like, oh, I'm out here, you know? And I'm looking at my friends, I'm like, oh, this is real. And then same thing, it, it chokes or whatever, like yeah. even uh, this wave too. Like I've watched so, I, growing up as a young grommet frothing to be on the tour and travel yeah. and be here with all the best guys in the world, you watch all the videos and you see your perspective through the video, through their perspective of the actual place. And then you get here. I remember coming with Jacob Romero the first time and just like soaking it all in, looking at the street. And I was like, this is not how I pictured it in my mind. You know, <laughs> like looking around like, oh my God, this is how, this is how the beach is and stuff yeah. like that, you know? And um, 
yeah, it's unreal. Like even Fronton, I had no idea that Fronton would be like that. Mm. <laughs> I only saw it from the front angle and like the ocean, yeah. you know, like a drone. It always defies your um, expectations. For sure. Um, to, to, we're getting to the sweet spot to wrap up the podcast and this has yeah. been a super cool one. I'm really stoked. Thanks, um, I think it's really cool, this discussion. So. What, um, but to finish towards a more maybe like forward looking yeah. uh, kind of statement or, or whatever from you, like what does the rest of your year look like and what do you hope to kind of do this year? What's your, what's your planning? My plan, you know, go home and hang out with my family and get back to work. Uh, spend as much time as I can with them because I know that I'll, I know the other day I said I was kind of on the edge of Australia, but then I thought about it and I was like, I just, I'm going to go to Australia. You will go to Oz for yeah. the comp? Okay, great. I don't know about Sintra, but yeah, in between all the contests, just work, work on things at home that I want, for, try to pr do my craft for the music and Sweet. do that as much as I can and build more connections. And like, I wanted to start doing surf lessons too, you know, and Sick. just like private, you know, two, three people maximum or something like that. But uh, yeah just finish the end of the year in Fronton and maybe spend a little extra time down there and see see the island for what it is because we went to like Las Dunas and stuff which was really cool yep and all that stuff yeah it's unreal over there beautiful island so pretty much yeah that's the plan just rad work surf repeat, repeat. <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> alright we're stopping right there on that little link up thanks Pat it's been a real pleasure thanks Josh it's been good no, guys right. even though there's no one <laughs> we shook hands for the record <laughs> What a legend. Thanks again, Pat, for sitting down. It was, yeah, as I said in the intro, it was a conversation that covered so much ground. Um, yeah, let's see uh, how the rest of the tour goes for Pat. He's, he's, had, a, he's had a pretty okay start. Um, not as good as that other Hawaiian, though, bloody Sammy Moratino, or that other one, Tanner McDaniel. So we'll have to have to cheer Pat on in the in the coming events, see if he can get up there with those other fellas and give them a run for their money. Um, yeah, great episode. I loved it. I hope you loved it too. Thanks again for all the support. The <laughs> book,